trending news right now. What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Adekunle Owalabi helps us to unpack. A social commentator joining us here on SAFM Sound Away. Good morning. How are you today, Ade? Hi, Tanda. I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go straight to it. Oh, my goodness. What a moomish, moomish, moomish that was happening with Fly SFA yesterday. So there was the crazy eight rand a ticket sale. And they've done this uh, crazy thing uh, since 2015 when tickets were sold at one rand per ticket. So this year, 2022, they were being sold at eight rand per ticket on uh, selected domestic flights. And it started at nine in the morning. It was two. And then uh, by three o'clock yesterday, it was sold out. Frustration all around in terms of my groupings of people. I don't know your people, what they were saying in their experiences. Yeah, um, Asanda, it's just, it's, you know, it, the drama is, is insane at some point. Um, I think in the afternoon, I actually saw Oma first trending, and I was like, okay, why is Oma first trending? Apparently, people actually were actually comparing the experience with that of the waiting time that they do have at the Department of the Oma first, mm. and they were actually saying, I think it's actually uh, this waiting room was, really slower than than the Oma first. They thought Oma first was worse. Then this is actually a nightmare. So I thought, um, except for the lucky uh, winners, and which we haven't really seen much of the winners tweeting. Uh, we haven't seen much of anyone saying, oh, I got lucky. And people were just uh, sharing their frustration and, 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 and hoping that they would be one of those uh, uh, lucky winners of this uh, A-trend uh, ticket. I think it was to be predicted as much as Fly SFA said that they were, in terms of capacity online, ready. They were not. You can never be, really, because there will be traffic volumes that no uh, network can handle. Exactly. It's, it's, um, I'm not entirely sure what, um, how, the, of course, they did say it's not about, uh, it's not a first conference um, um, procedure, but it is more of random picking by the system. So I'm not entirely sure how the algorithms on their server, on their system does this, but people were sharing frustration day in there for a longer time and hoping um, that they would get to uh, to be called into this um, section to appreciate the ticket and and it's just it's just interesting how people could actually endure this waiting time and the patience on, on actually getting their hands on this ticket. And unfortunately, uh, for those who couldn't get onto it, they kept ranting about it on social media and pictures, memes were shared, and some were even deliberating, should I go pick my son in school or should I keep waiting till my time? I just feel like I've been waiting for a while and it's too late to... To, to give up now. Interesting times, Asanda. Yeah, let's take a short break and we need to do that and we'll continue with our uh, looking at trending news with Adekunle Owalabi, social commentator. Trending news right now. So, I mean, I'm part of about, I think, three WhatsApp groups a day and uh, we were, you know, all communicating about this whole crazy sale yesterday, just monitoring who's going to get in first and who's going to win in terms of this. There's a group that I'm with that's a book club group. Out of about 10 people, we, everybody, well, those who had time, I guess, our colleagues who, I guess, maybe have nine to five jobs and sit in front of their laptops anyway all day could just log in and stay logged in. One person, after the whole amount of time, from nine till three, got an eight rand flight ticket to Cape Town. 
Um, and I'm not sure if she even got confirmation of that. And then my other group, which is uh, my childhood friends, friends from the Eastern Cape, nobody got anything. So as you say, it's difficult to find who are the people who actually did uh, get lucky to get tickets. They said about 30,000 people should have been lucky. I only know one. <laughs> you don't even know anyone. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I mean you. It's, it's, I, I would really love to to know, and I think the customers would would also would love to to know as well, because it's actually kind of um, a frustrate frustration that they shared, and and people are not uh, they were not really that happy and comparing to the to the meme. Of course, um, I'm sure maybe they will still share them and. Uh, our time goes on, and but whatever Flight Affair is trying to achieve with the magazine campaign, I think it worked, and um, they got people's attention, and people engage with their brand, and I think it, it's actually something really unique uh, that they've been doing uh, compared to their competitors. So it was a PR exercise, basically. Yes, it's, it's actually a good one, I guess. A frustrating one, though. I don't know if I would want to go back to Fly SFA after experiencing that. I mean, I didn't go in. I didn't, as I was saying yesterday, because we posed it as a poll question, uh, if people will be going in online and, and trying their luck. I've done my traveling for the year. I'm going to move around again, I guess, around December now. And the tickets are, uh, are only valid until October. So I wasn't going to go anywhere. But it was interesting just to uh, monitor in terms of my WhatsApp groups what was going on. But, uh, I mean, now the question is, and then with your ticket that you've received, what are the terms and conditions going to be? Because there were quite a few. And there was a lot of yes. distrust around that as well, is that, you know, in terms of are we not going to be tricked to paying more for our return flights if we get a, an eight rand flight going one way? Or, you know, what are the other issues? That will I be able to take my luggage in and sort of uh, those kinds of things? Absolutely. I, I mean, the reason is that it does apply on this ticket that was sold, and and I, I do not think uh, luggages are, are also applicable here. And it also is a one-way ticket. So if someone would want to um, get a return, of course they might they would definitely need to pay a full price. Of course, it, it wouldn't be fair to go on flights affair uh, on a one-way. Now you're thinking, which airline am I going to get get back on my return? So it, it, I do not entirely sure how this is going to work out. It would have been much better if it was a return flight, but of course, it, it is a marketing uh, strategy and, and, and trying to get the sales to go on. And, and also knowing the impact of COVID, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the airline in the aviation industry, so I, I wasn't entirely sure how Flight Affair was able to accommodate this uh, generous uh, offer. And I mean, this is a time where they could have actually used to try to to, to get to generate some you know, quick revenue, uh, quick returns. Uh, but I think um, it's also part of it, I believe, uh, this PR exercise. And um, it, it just, I, you know, I, I want to also get to understand, is it really worth it uh, in the long run when you have a one-way ticket that you may need to pay for the luggage and you're not entirely sure if there will be fit for you to, to get on a return flight mm. from now till October. So I'm not, it's, it's, it's a bit... Uh, not so clear to me as a, as a consumer, and it would be fair or nice if uh, Flight Affair put some shed some light on that as well. It seemed like another Black Friday phenomenon where we all go crazy about things that we don't really need to buy, and you think at the end of the day you're getting a great deal, but as you say, and as we are seeing, it, it it's actually a PR exercise. Really, it's not so much about convenience to the consumer. 
absolutely. And you might end up finding customers um, not making the trip, and, and, and that it will, will eventually be sold for the full price, obviously. And there will be people that will not be able to go anymore or cancel that trip. And, and But they, they've actually got the brand to be out there, and they've got people to interact with it as expected. Yeah, well, interesting times. And it was also interesting, as you say, where do they get the money? Where did they when it's after COVID times? We're still, you know, reeling from those effects. At some point, the tickets after they were sold out, the eight rand ones, they went on to saying it's going to be 15% off the sale price of tickets. So they seem to be doing well. We don't know how. But anyway, let's move on from that. Talking uh, reality television and uh, reality TV star Somezi Mlongo, who's got a show called Living the Dream with uh, Somizi. He's made a return on Wednesday. He's got season five of this show, and there were some questions there uh, about, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, the assault charges, or the assault allegations, rather, from his estranged husband, Muhale. Yes, um, it, it, I saw uh, Somizi's uh, tweet, and it, when he when did his old thing of his uh, friends and associates and uh, doing this, uh, viewing that it did, um, one of the the moments that actually caught my attention was the dance that it did with uh, Rami Bey and uh, where the, the, the uh, Salafina theme song was playing in the background. So it's really beautiful to see and see how Tunisia is happy. And, and, and it, you know, it, it, it's just something that is quite emotional. And knowing what he's it, been through and, and all that, the study is love life. And and also looking at this uh, this uh, show this uh, particular uh, season and it's, it's something that a lot to look out for I mean for mm-hmm. for, for the fans who are actually watching and and Tomizi people feel like Tomizi is genuine with his with his views his, uh, with his opinion and thought on Moale and there were a lot of tweets and people are supporting Sumizi, then they're really on Sumizi's side, and some are even saying Sumizi should actually, he, should, he shouldn't mind making up stories since they think Moale did make uh, money and fame from Sumizi, and Sumizi should do the same in, the, in, in this uh, particular edition. There's quite a lot of, a lot of emotions and, and drama and suspense uh, from this edition from what I picked up. And part of that, I mean, what we saw was uh, Sumizi consulting a legal expert or a legal representative and it emerges that they never signed legal marriage papers and that's something he was talking about you know and the other thing is i guess when things don't work out you look back at them and go where did things go wrong what were the thoughts around this you know and the honesty comes out that wasn't possibly there before especially amongst those who are around you your friends and he was having a conversation with one of his friends who's a musician vusi nova who then also said well, I actually never liked him. And I'm thinking, okay, so when was this going to come out? If this uh, relationship had succeeded, would he have said that? Is he saying that now because it didn't? But anyway, one of the things that emerged is that they never signed legal marriage papers. So why is Mohale being referred to as an estranged husband? I, I think maybe because because of the, the circumstances regarding the, 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 the marriage. And the, I mean, it's it's knowing how uh, the sensation around uh, being uh, 
uh, televised. Uh, it was the marriage was televised, and there's a lot of business that might have been signed. I mean, if we could look at a deal, let's say talk about a deal that was signed with uh, with Multi Choice, for an example. And if there were proceeds that came from that production, uh, of course, uh, Moali does. Is then attached to to some revenue share from that, whether they had a legal uh, agreement or not, and it could also be um, advertising, it could have been brand and uh, representation, all sort of. I'm looking at the business side of their relationship now, and 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 there were, of course, there will still be a lot of other things for them to to resolve, and and Moali might have been feeling in some type of way, feeling he was allegedly abused by Sumizi and Sumizi did say that he's not open to explain some certain things. And my my worry there, and judging from the tweets and questions that people are sharing online, mm-hmm. is that um, there was not a proper conversation, understanding in this relationship, because, I mean, looking at um, allegations from Walid and the things that um, Somizia has introduced in, in, in spite of their sex life, for example, that uh, Mohale wasn't happy about. I mean, these are things you should have known before you even walked down the aisle in the first yeah. place and, and all of that. So it's an interesting uh, relationship, I would say. And you raise an important issue, conversations that were never had and that now are being had when things have fallen apart. And we hope that we take lessons from this and not just look at the entertainment value as it is, you know, and I think more especially for the community, this represents the, this relationship had, had been a, a part of the LGBTQI plus community. And I don't know. But anyway, so Ms. is saying that assault allegations are something that the courts should deal with. I guess that's exactly what it will be. The courts will deal with that and we will have to wait uh, and see what happens. Uh, absolutely, uh, Asanda, and and um, I mean touching on the LGBTI com- community, and this is a community that is also you know trying to to get acceptance and tolerance from society, and knowing that um, Sumizi is someone that is a role model that uh, that represents that that community, and and the question now is, it is very important that. Um, uh, they, this this relationship is understood from both sides, and there is no misconception yes. out there. And I think it's quite important uh, that uh, this there is clarity and there's closure for everyone. We wouldn't want to uh, take one side and and later found that it was all lied, it was all made up, it was all for ratings and all sort of things like that. And this is there are people that are not celebrities who are in the LGBT community who are always fearful and scared for their lives. And, 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 and I mean, they would, we would not want them to have any impact on the community just from what um, Sumizi's life has uh, showed to the world anyway. Mm, I think let's just put it out there that they are not the spokespersons for relationships within the LGBTQI plus community or any other relationships. All relationships have challenges. Marriages can be messy at times for all groups of uh, orientations and gender and backgrounds. Let's talk LinkedIn now as we're speaking about leaving that to the courts. Another court issue, 1.8 million rand, uh, sorry, million U.S. dollars has been a settlement that uh, is going to be paid by LinkedIn. So this started with the professional networking site uh, getting complaints from their female workers in California saying that they were receiving less pay than their male counterparts uh, and that they deserved for the same jobs. This is uh, for the periods between 2015 and 2017. Um, 
this is it took another interesting um, court ruling. Uh, I wouldn't say court ruling like settlement here. Yes. Um, my my concern here is that um, I mean, since Microsoft took over um, LinkedIn, we've seen a lot of things being turned around. The marketing, the product, the offering was re- re- refined, and they've got a learning suite. They've got a lot of uh, features and tools that made it even much more social and more user friendly. And revenue were 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 shooting up, and and also when I mean from this case. When the U.S. Labor Department did say that they found this is what they found that uh, that released their findings and and LinkedIn did, didn't agree to that, but my concern is why did they make the payment when did they did they not agree? Why did they agree for the settlement even though they are not in agreement with it? I mean they could have actually um, tried to take it further than than agreeing to a settlement. So. It's it's a bit unclear what exactly is, is going on here. They think um, mm. they haven't done anything wrong, but the government said they were in the wrong. So it's it, it's not just I couldn't figure out why they had to settle for they had to agree on a settlement. Uh, it, it's, mm. it's confusing for me. I mean, gender pay disparities have been a a, a topic that's I guess been across the board, and not just in the space of uh, online work or not just limited to LinkedIn. Uh, and organizations are required to report on the issue. But should it be made transparent more than in terms of what the pay is if a female worker asks, for example, within that job space, should that, that female worker be given that information uh, freely and readily and in a transparent manner? Should they uh, want to compare what they're being paid uh, to their male counterparts in the same, uh, I guess, department or same job specter? Of course, I think they should. And 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 lately, uh, I've been from my research, and interestingly, I, I didn't even know we would be talking about this. And mm-hmm. I've been doing some research, and there have been a lot of a lot of work that has been done from from the U.S. Department of Labor, and where it's sort of like um, I wouldn't say enforcement, but it's sort of like a requirement from um, um, hiring companies um, and, and HR department that it is important that they actually sort of declare this data. And I mean, knowing that um, in this uh, Biden uh, um, era, they really want to actually find how they can actually uh, um, close this gender wage gap in the United States. And it is something that they have been working really hard on. And, and, and I think uh, I mean, going on going on to LinkedIn is something that would um, sort of like uh, it to set that message out there to say, look, we do not care how big you are, or how small you are. We will come for you, and we will continue to do our investigation. They really put this; it's one of their uh, uh, agenda for for the United States uh, government, and they want to actually uh, find how the the most possible way to actually uh, um, get this um, uh, this agenda which gap to be addressed it is uh, i mean it is frightening when you look at the data on on even women that are much qualified and men still and less mm. than than men and it's not just peculiar to the united states only but also across the world and and i mean this is linkedin is just a global brand and 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 i think um, knowing the kind of platform that they have as well, they will also be looking at how to make changes into the users as well. Recruiters that are using LinkedIn, they will be sending that messages and letting them understand that it is not right. Whether we are a man or a woman, you should actually earn the, the same amount of uh, of money. 
And I mean, I do wonder, as you say, it's not just the U.S. and it's not just LinkedIn, but some countries have quotas for women's participation on uh, boards and and women's participation in in management level, executive level and all of that. And you wonder, because there's one thing to have policy and quotas and then there's another to actually implement them. Because if they were properly implemented, why do we have this case that we're talking about today? Exactly. And and also, those two, we we need to also address it. You know, why why are women paid less? So that is something that we need to understand what is the logic behind that? What is the the philosophy behind that that decision? And and in all fairness, and I'm not not even in the best place to advocate for women. I think women should speak for themselves. No, but you are are in the best place. And let's move away from this thing that women's issues are just for women you know we live in an organization uh, i want to say organization we live in a universe that involves men so we, we need to all have these conversations and and men can be feminists as well <laughs> yeah thank, thank you Asanda. and uh, when we are once we get to that uh, to that position uh, then we'll be able to address it and begin to unlearn those stereotypes begin yeah. to unlearn those things and women are doing men's job. Men are doing women's job. And they, I don't think there's anything that says women's job, men's job. Anyone can mm. do any either of it. So I think it's, it's a good one. And and lesson learned. And they sh- and I think most every companies or organizations should 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 learn from that and begin to fix the society and and fix the the the, the level uh, level space actually. Thank you, Ade. Leadership right there. We need that. Let's talk uh, your favorite topic, Champions League, (laughs) Real Madrid. Uh, They've beat Manchester City 3-1 in the Champions League semi-final game. So tell us more here. Uh, this is this is a very painful one to decide because I'm a mm. staunch fan of Manchester City. And I when mean, are you just Abu not Dhabi, getting luck today? Which, it was Pirates on the one side, now <laughs> Manchester City. <laughs> we needed this Champions League so yeah. bad. And knowing what happened to us, our Chelsea took it from us. And now we are the upper end. And I watched the game. I actually did set an alarm to wake up I to get to rest and watch the game. And and I look at it. Um, unfortunately, um, Pep Guardiola, the the coach of Manchester City, he had the game, and they they, they had a late goal from Mares. And now what he did now, he wanted to put the game to bed, and he had to make some substitution, and he took out the key players that held the game for them, and he, he brought in other players, and uh, Real Madrid. So took an advantage, and it's so unfortunate that it had to happen to him because he knew uh, Real Madrid and their comeback. He knew the caliber of quality that they have, and unfortunately, Real Madrid uh, had to put in two more goals and drag the game to extra time. And I do not think we had the capacity to beat Real Madrid in, in extra time. Mm. And uh, we they got a penalty and they took it. Now it's going to be Liverpool and Real Madrid in the final. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I do not right now at this point in time. I do not care who wins because I do not support those two teams. But uh, let them learn. We'll put in back the work. We'll we'll get some more money from the from the Arabs and then get more quality players and come back next next season. Oh man, sorry Ade, you've been losing here. Pirates lost and now Manchester City, but you'll be fine. Uh, let's end off on a, I guess a great note. Talking movies, Star Wars Day. Um, I didn't even know there was an entire day dedicated to the Star Wars franchise. So, but it is informal, but it's a commemorative day that's observed annually on 4 May to celebrate this uh, media franchise. 
Yes, and yesterday when I woke up, I just saw all my memories on Facebook. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. And I still started dishing out this message to my Star Wars uh, uh, colleagues in the fraternity. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing knowing. I mean, growing up with with the brand and also seeing what uh, Disney Plus has actually done again with with Star Wars, bringing it back. And I mean, old school old school like me can relate to it, and new school can also jump on it as well. So I think it's actually something good. It's just this thing where you get to have those memories and 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 looking at the the the, the characters and Star Wars and 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 it's just that it's just a feeling. I don't know how to explain it. It's a real feeling that we have, and we just go back in time and just um, get to watch it again. Go on YouTube, go on uh, Disney Plus, and just try to to, to connect with it. And it's it's, it's beautiful. And and we just go ahead and just share messages and memes and all that. I I missed this train, the Star Wars train. I think I'm one of the maybe two people in this entire world that didn't catch on to this movement. I don't know why. I just never. I think I was more interested in the X Men franchise, and I didn't pay much attention to this one. So when people talk this, I get FOMO. But anyway, I live vicariously through you, Ade. (laughs) Did you buy any merchandise? Do you have a collection of your own? Um, not at right now. I, I used to have it when I was a bit younger, and I think um, I mean I might just decide to to start collecting now that you put the idea in my head. And I mean every time I forget about the Star Wars, and every year May on the fourth, I get to remember again. And I might just decide to maybe get some um, some merchandise, maybe on on on, you know, on the Skywalkers or JD, and any of them. I can just um, keep them in my in, on my collections. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, Let's leave it on that uh, note and have a great Thursday. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Sandra. It's always good to be here. Our pleasure. Adekunle Owalabi, our social commentator, discussing trending news.